Welcome to Out of Game, a podcast featuring unique segments and discussions about board games, card games, RPGs, gamers, and gamer culture. Please join your hosts, Ryan, Chris, and Tim, as they go out of game. Welcome to episode 52 of Out of Game. This is Ryan. This is Chris. This is Tim. And we are a podcast about board games. Did you, yes, we are. Did you miss us? It's been a while. It's, it seems like forever. Today, you know what we're talking about? Gen Con. Gen Con. Do you remember that? Gen Con. That was like 15 conferences ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was like, I think it was last season. It was last month. It wasn't that long ago. Oh, yeah. It was one month ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chris is assuming yeah. we'll get the editing done fast. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> so, we have a lot to talk about Gen Con. We do. We do have a lot to talk about. But before we talk about it, let's jump into our spawn point. Spawn point. So, totally ungaming related. Okay. Uh, after Gen Con, I took my family down to Disney and Universal Studios. Ah. And it was over the holiday weekend of Labor Day. And there was this thing called hurricane dorian we're kind of like well we're, we're booked uh, we're going so we drive down there in the rv get to the campsite go to universal have a couple really great days at universal five ten minute waits pretty much empty yeah, I and, then, and then we get back and we we get uh we go out tuesday morning to go to the magic kingdom and there's a big billboard at the bus stop saying uh you need to contact the front office as soon as possible. So we're like, so we go there and find out that uh, county has mandated that the campground be evacuated. So we kind of have to pack up and leave. But then they just put up us, put us up in another Disney hotel. So it was like not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So then we move on Tuesday. There's a little clouds, a little rain. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like just normal Florida weather. And then it proceeds to be beautiful for the next three days. And we go to the parks, and there is zero weight. Wow. We get to go on a ride, walk around, walk through the queue, get back on, walk around. Oh my. All day long. And the new Star Wars park was open, which was the real reason we went. And so they have this really awesome new Millennium Falcon ride. And when they opened it, like pre before everyone, like these special events and stuff, it was a five hour wait to get on this thing. Five hours. (laughs) Is it like the actual Millennium Falcon? (laughs) It looks like it. We're like, that was one of the main reasons we went. And then when we get there, they had their pre, you know, Disney hours or something. We go 25 minutes. Wow. So we got on it three times in a row. And then my wife's kind of like, okay, you know, let's, let's, let's take a break from that the kids wanted to keep going i wanted to keep going so we, we left and started doing the rest of the park we're walking by it again and the line was like 35 minutes i'm like one more time ended up being probably one of the best vacations ever because the weather was great it was sunny it was hot there was no lines a toast amazing a toast to dorian yes yes thank Although, you dorian you know, sorry for the bahamas because that oh, was yeah there is that very bad but you know good for my vacation yeah how about that good story what you got, Chris? Well, my spawn point is about Gen Con. It's not nearly as fun as Tim's, but <sighs> you know we do have a lot to talk about. We'll get to later, but I struggled with something after our Gen Con trap, and I want your guys' opinion on this. So we played a lot of games, and one of the one of the great things about this trip, 2019, there weren't a lot of bad games, at least for me. I enjoyed almost everything, and so there was one game that I won three times, and normally I would feel good about that, like it's a success sort of thing. I actually felt really bad. It it was making me sad as we walked back to our 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 hotel and it was because it was that game um uh we're doomed okay which is about you know like the world is ending and you have to evacuate and i started thinking like am i a bad person that i like elbow everybody <laughs> out of the way you're negan <laughs> 
because you can tell a lot about a person by the way they play a game. You know, sometimes people get too passionate, too angry, too with this or that. And we have some listener questions for a future episode that we'll get into some of that. But I was I was troubled by that. There were people building. Was it or or what was the one where you're producing for the rocket? You're you know you're yeah doing the elbow grease and you're yeah. working yeah, yeah. and and I I wasn't really doing that as much, but I still was able to get on the rocket because <laughs> I was doing the political part and I was very ashamed. Well, it is just a game, so. I didn't even know you won that three times. Yeah. Remember when James, so James sort of broke the game. Yeah. He came up with a solution. He kind of coached us. If we all just work all together. Just donate, and do, donate, donate, donate. Donate, donate. And then human nature being what it is, there was a pecking order at the end and not everybody got on the rocket. I thought we I still, th- I we thought, got on. yeah, I thought, I thought in the not end, not everybody the one, got on. And the I had the game, Oh, you know what? It was, it was, <laughs> I think one person wasn't able to make it, right? Yeah. There was some weird I thing that happened in the game it. that yeah. made it. There was a game mechanic. Somebody couldn't get on yeah, yeah they, because the there was a game mechanic to prevent that sort of thing yeah. all right you're fine chris we you know if you are a bad person we didn't know because we didn't know that you won every time so you're getting away with it so it's okay and if you hopped on a rocket because the earth was doomed you're probably not in much better shape either so because where are you going honestly true you're gonna be flying around yeah, space where, where are we building and there's gonna be to go. cylons <laughs> It's bad news up there. <laughs> Ryan, what do you have? So I have three things for my spawn point. Three things. Is there, is there parts A, B, and C under each three things, or is it just no, three things? There's there's no sub-bullets, and okay. I'm going to talk about these from the least interesting to the most interesting. So the least interesting of my three things is I backed a game on Kickstarter called Half-Truth, but what's interesting about this game is that the designers are Richard Garfield and Ken Jennings. Whoa, that's a weird Jeopardy millionaire. Yeah, he's still the reigning champ. Ken Jennings. Yeah, because uh, it's a good thing you said that because I was like, uh, who? <laughs> 72 consecutive Jeopardy wins. Yes. Yeah, the other I guy, I can't remember his name. He came close. Yeah, but he only got like 20 something. But he he won a bunch of money because he's yeah. like a professional gambler. So this is a, a trivia game, which is where the Ken Jennings tie-in comes in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's some gambling and I don't know how the gambling mechanic works. And the reason it's called Half-Truth is like you're presented with six answers and only three of them are, are right. So you get like a question and half of the answers you see are right and half of them are wrong. It's like, I think, I don't know, you're betting on which ones are right or something. I don't know exactly how it works, but when I read it, it sounded fun and it was Ken Jennings and Richard Garfield, so I backed it. That's mm. a crazy pairing. I know. I, I mean, Ken Jennings. Yeah. I didn't even know he had any connection at all to board games besides, you know, the trivia stuff. Might only be partly fun. It's be half fun. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of reviewers that had already played it, okay. and, and it had good reviews. That was one of the reasons I was confident okay. giving it a try. Because I'm not good at trivia, but I do like games. It's like Trivia Pursuit, you would just crash and burn? Yes. Yes, I me would too. Horribly. Yeah. But I like trivia games where you don't have to know all the answers. Like, there's other games like that where you just you can kind of just bet or get close. Well, that ends up being the dar factor then, because then it ruins the game. And we'll see. Oh, right? I trivia mean, Pursuit yeah. doesn't have a lot of dar. No, factor. you either know it or you don't. You don't. It's yeah. not like you go, ah! It's, it's not a lot of Rows of whiskers as a cat have all oh, seven. Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> All right. Bullet number two. Bullet number two is about the magic number. Oh, here we go. Oh, Believe it or not, it's negative. The magic oh. number has hit zero. Whoa. Even after Gen Con? Well, we had a long time. Even after Gen Con, which I will get to later. But I finally accomplished my goal. Now, just a reminder. Podcast's over. The magic number, the goal is just to hit zero, is not to remain there. Yes, yes. So I've had some Kickstarters come in that I booked last year, or back last year, things like that. So it's Mm. gone up a few. Okay. But I did hit zero. So what do you attribute the success to? Perseverance. Tribute to perseverance in a in my game my Saturday game group because <laughs> because I went into the uh, 
my last Saturday game day, I had four games on the list and we played two of them like back to back. And then one of them, I was just like, you know what? I don't even really want to play this. So I just put it in the cell pile. So I had one left and then I started reading the rules to that one and it sounded horrible. It was like, it was one that I bought like three or four years ago. So I tossed that in the cell pile and that was it. That's so how we got to zero. Hold on a second. Is this an asterisk win? No. Because you got to your magic number by rejecting games. That's part of it. They're in the pile to sell. They would be going out in the next game auction. Okay, so the next game auction would be at zero. No, I'm at zero now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you already acquired a couple Kickstarter. I'll be looking stuff. forward to the uh, the magic number zero celebration in the next podcast. <laughs> after you go. sell those games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then the last thing, which is the secret I've been keeping from Chris that Tim found out about, <laughs> is that after Gen Con and James and Ahmad constantly talking about the one wheel i bought one whoa and my first response was how <laughs> did you get esther to agree yeah, to yeah, that th- this is this is the fascinating part of yes. the story i, w- I want to hear this, this is when the silver tongue comes in All oh right. yeah before i talk about that i've ridden the one wheel every day for over 20 days every Where single do day you go with it um, I ride it around like bike paths and then anything and everything that I can do within like a six mile radius of my house that I could get there on a one wheel I do like I'll go return something from Amazon and I'll and I'll purposely return it at Kohl's because that's the thing now yeah. and I'll go to Kohl's on the one wheel and come back it'll take me like over an hour and then I'm taking it to work now I like take it to the metro and I take the metro for a while I get off I one wheel three miles to another metro and get back on and that one goes to, to where I work so instead of driving I'm what on a train do in the and doing the most amazing thing you can ever do which is right on one wheel <laughs> so is the, there's not exercise with that though right you would balance. think there wouldn't be a little, be. Balance, a little, a little bit balance. sure i, mean, I can see a little, little bit, but a little bit it's not like walking there it's no. not like walking no. there but i have lost like three pounds since uh-huh. i started writing it and i think that's one from just being more active so so the story about about esther first i just told her about james and ahmad having them and then there's this one youtube video where this guy like justifies the cost of it because it's not cheap and i had her watch the video did she like look at the price tag and just like slap you I, you know, I give her a lot of credit. So the biggest issue she had with me getting it was that I would have another hobby that didn't involve her. And so then I was thinking, well, what could I, what could I get her so that we could actually like go on rides together? I know she can't ride a one wheel. So after like researching, I, I thought of like an electric scooter. So I, so I asked her, would you think you'd have fun riding an electric scooter? And so I started showing her videos of like electric scooters and stuff. And she, when she lived in Vietnam, she used to ride like small motorcycles and, and she was like really into getting a scooter. So I got her a scooter, and so we've been going on rides together, and she's into it. So, And this is what constitutes exercise in this day and age. <laughs> do you want to go for a walk? Nah. Do you want to go ride some bicycles? Nah. Let's get something motorized that we don't have to do much work at. It goes like 20 miles per hour. It's, so it's, it's what amazing. are you going to do in the have winter? Have you crashed and burned yet? I have crashed once. Did you have a helmet? <laughs> yeah, I wear like a helmet. I actually wear more pads than James and Amon. Winter, I'm not sure yet, because you can ride it over ice. Oh, yeah, I'd like to see that. And I've heard that people... Um, <laughs> wear like ski helmets so mod wears like a ski goggles so i think if i get a ski helmet and ski goggles and like one of those masks that'll make the wheel grip better you know what i think you should do is you should get you should get an <laughs> x-wing pilot's helmet uh, there's snow sometimes i know i'm gonna i don't really know what i'm snow. gonna do it's a big oh, one wheel sure, it's like yeah. five inches wide it'll roll over anything that sounds really safe yeah it's probably not safe i mean he, like- he's he's on a He's on a board. Yeah, it's true. With There's like no no, nothing to there. grab onto. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then the, the the woman carrying groceries who turns a corner as Ryan's whipping <laughs> oh, up yeah. on her, burning his engine out. <laughs> she she has no chance. Yep. <laughs> I, I have scared a couple people. Like there, I was going down a sidewalk to work, and there's this lady walking, and I'm like on your left, and she screamed and jumped to the left. 
<laughs> so yeah. I almost like ran her over. You have to be like, like Ahmad said this, like when you're writing this thing, you have to be in the, in the present or you have to, be, you have to be completely present. Cause if you don't, you'll wipe you'll out be in the past. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Then we should move on. We should move on tabletop? to our table talk. You're listening to out of game, the monthly podcast that you look forward to hearing every six weeks. For other frequently released podcasts, go to Dicetowernetwork.com. Gen Con 2019. We're going to do our categories. Let's go over the categories first. All right. Just say them all. You want to say them or you want me to? You. Are you sure? Yeah. Tim, you want to do it? Oh, <laughs> sure. I'd love to. So we're going to go <laughs> over the best game played, worst game played, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, best moment, Worst moment, something that you want to change for next time, something you really wanted to do that you weren't able to, and any other fun tidbits that you can think of. Yep. Like riding a one wheel through the convention center up into the vendor hall and trying to pick up a game as you drive by. Actually, that would be amazing. I rode my one wheel through O'Hare the other day. Surprised they allow that in there. So I didn't do it in the baggage claim, but I rode that. There's like this massively long hallway with a moving walkway. Yeah. And I I like flew by all the people on that walkway. It's awesome. Not on the walkway. Like I was on the yeah, side. I'm surprised yeah. they let you uh, ride that in there. I, I don't maybe, think maybe because you didn't get caught. I just didn't get caught. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was great. <laughs> Were they even? Would they let that on the plane? I mean, it's got a. It's got a. No, battery. there's a battery. Okay. I was gonna say the, the one battery. that I have. The battery can't go on a plane. <laughs> Darn one wheel. All right, we're starting with the best game played. Chris, best game. What was the best game played. You played at Gen Con. You know, it's got to be Obscurio. Yep. I'm just going to say Obscurio is my choice, too. No, not, Tim's. not Tim's. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Good. Yeah. We, we both looked at him, and he stared back at yeah. us, meeting our gaze boldly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Obscurio, I mean, think about the elements of this game that are great. First of all, it obsoletes Mysterium, at least partially. Yeah. Because it has all the elements of Mysterium, but then yeah, a little more. Second, the, the traitor element, it's so well done in there. I don't want to get into the, the weeds with how the game is played, but that was by far my favorite game. Yeah. Here's here's the quick summary of Obscurio. It's like Mysterium with the traitor with a two-minute setup time. And when you're giving clues, you can put these little arrows and point at specific things in the cards, which is something that I think we, we did one of the first times we played Mysterium, and it was like cheating. But in this game, it's... It's what you do. Yeah, it was, the setup time was really only, fast. Yeah, the setup time is great. Only one person has to get it right in order to pass. Yeah, yeah because the trader makes it a little harder. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I, uh, I agree. Scurio, that was the game I went in knowing would be a, a hit for you our knew group. knew it would be a hit. And it so was. I'm, I'm fascinated to hear what Tim has to say. Yeah. What, what could be better than Obscurio? Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed the Artemis Project. Okay. So you didn't play that. Oh, nah. Well, that was Ryan, I, Nick, and... Um, Alex. Alex. Kind of a worker placement. Uh, you know, it was dice placement. Dice placement. Like kind of. Alien Frontiers, yeah. where you roll the dice and place them in different had spots. It had some different interesting things. So like, it was hard to lock someone out because depending on the value of the die you put in there, that kind of determines your order. So actually, if you played a high die trying to be greedy and people played lower dice, they could actually push you out where you'd actually lose the benefit of what you're trying to get. So right. it was much more balanced. We weren't really able to block people and there was some team elements because you had to try to work together to get certain things and stuff so I, I had a lot of fun with that I did I did too and um, just play when you're playing everyone has to focus yes <laughs> we had some focus issues in our game but uh, it was still I could tell it was a good game best yeah. game huh yeah that's a good choice a all right worst game played so for me, uh, it was Chronicles of Crime. Uh, yeah, and, and to me, expected this. Like, like I said in the spawn point, there really weren't a lot of 
bad games for me this gen con compared to past years i really enjoyed almost everything we did but yeah this game it was just the vr was cool so this is the one where you're it's like the mystery you're solving and you're wearing the vr to get clues that that part was neat but it's like reading a book i mean there's so many times i wanted to do something that you're not allowed to do because you're in this linear path and you have to it's like when you are reading a book for school and then you have to take a test afterward the game was like the book and then at the end you have to answer these questions Mm -hmm. yeah and I was I was really checked out. I mean, I hated doing that at school. Like that was my mo- most hated thing is that, you know, I read this chapter and then now we're going to take a test. So I don't know. I, I'm starting to think that all of these detective games, because there's a bunch of them now, at least we've played a lot recently. They're, they all become kind of obsolete if you play a good RPG. Yeah. Because in an RPG, you have sort of the same immersive element, but you can you're not restricted on what your choices are in order to solve the problem that that's you're true because you're the type that wants to you know opening their fridge and seeing the soda in there is not good enough you want to open it and see if it's flat well like i suspect it has nothing to do with the crime but you want to know there was somebody i suspected and i couldn't do anything yeah, about it's it. true and and it's just i don't know it lost yeah. the an element of realism and I don't know. I didn't like the game. These the detective games in general. I'm getting to the point that there's so there's so much AP. I, I just I would rather take a nail gun and press it against my leg and pull the trigger mm. than play these games. That's some it's, commitment. Think I mean think about what you're doing. I'll bring a nail you're gun going next into time. this. It's like going into the restaurant and the waiters are serving you plates of of AP. Here's some AP appetizer and we have an AP entree. And then 16 more courses of AP. So you know that's what's going to happen in these games. Mm -hmm. It's not my thing. So I have a question. Do you like Choose Your Own Adventure books or anything like that? Not really. So you don't... I I did at first because they were cool and new and different. But you can only do one or two things. And what if you want to do a third thing? It's my point about RPGs. You're not really restricted other than... By your own common sense, I don't want to necessarily go into the fast-moving river. I may drown. So you're restricted, but not by the game restricting you with invisible boundaries. Yeah. And then the, the constant discussion was, I wanted to just die. So I think Consulting Detective is probably the closest to what you want. Because you can do whatever you want in that game. Didn't you play that one with Joel and Heather one time? Is that the one in London? Well, it's like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. That one is, there's really no linear path in that one. Right. No, I did like that one, although there's still the quiz element at the end. Yeah, there's the quiz, and, but everyone fails that. <laughs> but the, the the reason I liked that one better than the other ones isn't even because of that. It's because we eliminated the AP problem by rotating turns. Yeah. And, you know, we would do a little discussion, but then it would be my turn, then it would be Joel's turn, then it would be Heather's turn, and so on. And so we would make the final call. For the group instead of just the endless debate. I think we might have played like we played it with more than the player count on the box. That might have been part of the problem. And then I I was controlling the app the whole time and I should have let other people do that too. I think that would have engaged people a little more. Maybe. Not maybe, maybe not you, but <laughs> some of the other people. Yeah. Anyway, worst game for me. Okay. So for me, my worst game played was We're Doomed. <laughs> I did not like that game. <laughs> so you and me both had problems with that game. It was like, first of all, when it was explained to us, I didn't know that it was, it was we, sh- we shouldn't take it seriously. So we started playing, and, and then these wacky things started happening. I'm like, wait a minute. And it kind of felt like we were playing Flux. Oh, God. It, it reminded me of Flux because like, oh, wait. we had a goal. And Tim's. I just almost threw up. Yeah. We have a goal, and then... You're about to achieve the goal, and then suddenly they make you do something like stack all the, these chits up one by one while the timer's running out, and then whatever ones fall or something, you lose. Yeah. You know, it's like they make it so impossible to win the game. It's like, why are you even playing it? I don't know. It, 
that was only one time that happened, though. But yeah, then, but then but there, there was other wacky stuff that yeah. happened. It was like, well, the one too, you know, it reversed the the get on the rocket uh, rule. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you thought you were in first, and all of a sudden, you were in last. Yeah. And so it does have that flux kind of randomness, random tro- you know, random role changes, random rule changes, random things happening to you. I can see that. Yeah, I didn't. I just didn't really enjoy. it. I mean, it, there were some funny things that happened. Like, but I think that was just because of our group. Like, the game was not good. <laughs> Yeah. So worst game we played uh, for me it was uh, five two one one. Yeah. Yeah. That that made almost made my cut. Yeah. I just, I, you know it's okay. I I don't see me go. Oh god, let's play some five two one one. It's just you know <laughs> I don't know. Not much thrill going on there. Just you know even filler I could find better filler games than that. So yeah. Not not at the top of my list. Yeah. If we didn't play Chronicles of Crime, that would have won for me. Yeah. Because I kept thinking I want more cards in my hand. Yeah, if I, there were more cards, then there's more decisions to make, and yeah. at least there's that. But it was beyond lightweight. It was oh yeah, it was extremely it was lightweight. Played goldfish, yeah. and it's yeah, exactly. I could have I could have played goldfish. I could have played Uno. I could have played Skip Bow. You're listening to Out of Game. Yeah, you really are. Biggest surprise. So by far, by far, the biggest surprise. I don't even know what second would be. Jaws. Oh, I didn't oh, see, we play didn't that. play that. So interesting. You I, see the box. You know, you see the little rubber shark you know the, <laughs> yeah and and you're thinking okay this is how uh, well, plus you just uh, when i first saw it i'm like it's just the you know the intellectual property of jaws exactly I'm like, I'm like someone just wrapped a game mm-hmm. around just uh, what do you do yeah and then they sucker punch you it's a really good game that's, it was really good in fact there's a mechanic in this game that's very rare and i'm learning that i really like this mechanic and i wish it was in more games rubber sharks that too the rubber shark added a lot. You see that fin? By the end of the game, I was a little bit scared. <laughs> I started looking at Nick, who was the shark in the game, and I thought he was a shark. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the element is sort of predictive response. So, in other words, you have one player who's the shark, and the rest are co-op against him. And so what you're trying to do is predict his movements. Okay. So it's this whole predictive where it's a little bit, There's sure, there's a little luck there, but like I'm trying to stick this barrel with a hook into a, into a, a quadrant and hoping that that's where he went yeah, because he has to yeah. declare where he's going face down. And when you get it right and you kind of figure out why he went there, it's, very, it's really fun. That's a good time. And that's only the setup of the game because when you do that phase, it's... It's how many assets or weapons or tools that you carry forward into the main part of the game, like guns and uh, harpoons and things like that. So the better you do in the beginning with just hooking the shark a couple times, the more of a chance you have to win. Because by the end, the shark is, he's ramming into your boat and trying to sink you. Yeah, interesting. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I have to say, Chip, we will not forget the sacrifice that you made. Chip was really into this game. I don't know if you noticed. He took one for the team. Chip wore a shark-related shirt every single day of Gen Con. Yeah, Yeah, he brought the rubber shark, too. (laughs) But yeah, he Nick went after him. The rubber shark isn't in the game. No, Chip brought that as a added oh, a added effect. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know. that. I didn't know that till toward the end of the game. I thought it was part of the game. It was kind oh, of scary. Oh. Yeah, I okay. thought it was. I thought it was like a cool game piece that they came with. They it. did have a fin. They just had a fin. Shark. Had the fin. Yeah. Okay, I would recommend this game. At least give it a shot. It, it will surprise you. It's, no one has it though. Well, well, so I was talking to our audience. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> we have an audience listening. <laughs> Trying to have a conversation. <laughs> so with the one of you two go out and get it. That's the second 
time like an IP game has been really good at Gen Con because we had the Godfather that's a right. couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, I think that's not the norm, but it no. definitely was true for Godfather and for this. And this this game, there wasn't a lot of setup, and it was pretty quick too. Okay, was it a lot of rules? Um, decent amount. It wasn't overwhelming. And if you play with somebody who knows the game, then obviously it's a thousand times easier. But right, Ryan, we're doing biggest surprise. Yeah, correct. So biggest surprise, you guys probably didn't even hear about this at Gen Con, but on Thursday night. Uh, no, on Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, because we weren't there. Yeah. On Wednesday night, me, James, and Ahmad ro- drove together, and we stayed at the Taylors. And while at the Taylors, we played a game called Junta. Have you ever heard of Junta? I have heard James mention Junta. Yeah. So James, uh, he must have talked about it at Gen Con, because neither of us had had played this game before. And it was surprisingly fun. So this is one of the Taylor Brothers' favorite games. I can't remember which one. There was a lot of them. What's a comp for it? Um, so it's a, it's a negotiation game. And you win by like oh being God. the best negotiator. Well, no wonder you liked it. Uh, yeah. I did win the game. Oh, uh, I need to lie down. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I can't, it's hard to even explain this game. So somebody is, is like declared, I don't even remember what the term is, like the dictator. And then they get a stash of money and then they develop a budget. And then everyone else has these cards in front of them that represent their power. So if I have like $15,000 or whatever the money is, I have to divvy it out between all the players, but you want to make the people with the most power happy. Otherwise they could, um, they could have a coup, like do a coup against you and dethrone you. Mm. So at the very beginning of the game, Ahmad was like the president or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was for whatever reason, not giving any money to Mir James. And he was giving all the money to all the players who knew how to play. So at the very beginning of the game, like we were just getting screwed and James like, like completely checked out for a while. And so we did a coup and we made James the president hmm. to like get him back in the game. And then he ended up doing pretty well. But and then but there's this weird but phase. He, he was he was on your puppet strings the whole time. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> like I was kind of getting money from people like never the most, but like second or third. And then I was stashing all my money as much as I could. And no one really paid attention to me. Hmm. And then that's how I won. But there's this weird phase in the game that I actually didn't really like where the game went from this negotiation game to like a miniatures tactical war game where that part sounds interesting where the coup was happening it was like this this convoluted war game that took like an hour one of the coups took forever to to resolve wow so that part i didn't really like that much but the negotiation part was pretty fun and it was fun playing it with the taylor brothers because they're all like totally into it and then you know a mod is kind of fun to play those types of games and then james got involved so it was a good time junta i don't know if i'd recommend it but i had fun i would have loved to have seen that tim most surprising game most surprising obscurio Mm. That's where my Obscurio okay. fell in. It was the biggest surprise. So I've Mysterium to me is, I don't know, I could not play it and I really wouldn't care, but I know a lot of people like it, so yeah. playing it. So. We should point that out. This in our gaming group, for some reason, and I don't understand it either, I'm sort of in your camp, it's okay. Yeah. They love this game. Yeah. This is the the game we play probably more than anything. I think it's in my top 10. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. No, I love... But, I, but you're not alone. Guessing, yeah. Yeah, I you're think, not alone. I think everybody there loves this game. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it kind of fell in there and it's like, to me, it's pretty much a replacement and the trader aspect adds interest and then the fact that you can queue things out and, you know, some of the things, you're queuing out things and the trader sees the queues and there's some cards that just match so perfectly mm-hmm. that it does make it really hard to determine mm-hmm. what the real is and what the, the fake is, so... Something that might be worth trying is um, just taking the stack of Mysterium cards and trying to play the game with those. Even though they're not circular, right? you could probably still figure out a way to use them. Because I love the cards. Yeah. And I have so many of them in Mysterium, but I probably will never bring Mysterium again because the setup time is so long. And Obscurio is 
literally like two minutes to set up. Well, and I think too, this is, you know, in Mysterium, you're dealt your cards and everybody's kind of concentrating on their own cards. And kind of once you make your guess, then you start trying to help other people. Whereas here, it's the two cards, everybody's looking at them and everybody's discussing what should get done. So it's not like yeah. anyone's ever like left alone, you know, floundering because everybody else is trying to figure out their own stuff and they're like, I have no clue and they never get help. It's all more group dynamic, I think. Yeah, so I had fun. I mean, I, I, the other thing about Mysterium is it's kind of hard to teach to people. It's it's hard to to grasp the concept and I felt like the Obscurio rules are a little more simple. Yeah, it's a little more streamlined. Yeah, it's the same company, like the same like publisher. Co- publisher. publisher. So, all right, all right <laughs> moving on to what would this be? The biggest, biggest disappointment. 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 So for me, it's this was actually a good game. I like the game. That's keeping with the theme of Gen Con 2019. It's medium. So uh, the game medium. It, th- this was a good game. I like the game, but there's something like cockeyed with the scoring system. Because in the in the one game we played, and the biggest disappointment. I'm not really saying the game is disappointing. I'm saying like this moment or this rule maybe where Nick and I we were like sharing a brain, and Tim and I were sharing a brain yeah, later. Yeah. And that's why I love this game. It's really it's very rewarding when you do well. Yeah. But we literally got a hundred percent right. We didn't make any mistake, and we didn't win the game because of some weird. There was something weird about the rules. That moment was my most disappointing moment because I was falling in love with the game, and then at that moment I just didn't get. I I don't know. I sort of flipped the bit on it. But mm-hmm. then later we played, and then I liked it again. So yeah. did anyway. you like it better when we played with partners instead of playing with the person on your right and left? No, I actually liked it both ways. I liked it okay. with the partners and with it. The, the game mechanic is a lot of fun. We it's can just explain. The, the scoring yeah. is this game is super sense. easy to explain. You have two words out in front of you and you and the person that you're um, trying to share a brain with have to say one, two, three and say a word and hope that you both think of the same word that relates to the two words in front of you. So it's like you're trying to read the other person's yeah. mind. They play one card and you play a second card. Yeah. I'm, I play banana. Ryan plays taxi. Yeah. And then we go one, two, three and yellow. hopefully we'll say yellow. Yeah. <laughs> so as long as you say the same word. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So, so it's three, two, it one, say the word and you hope it and then if you get so it, simple. And if you get it wrong, then you take the two words you said and you try to come up to with keep a, going. a matching word with that and you get three chances yeah and their points go down yeah this will be important for something i'm going to talk about yeah later. and then oh. imagine you get them right the first time every time yeah and yeah. then you don't win the game yeah that's true that's so that there's there's a flaw yeah well it's because those other cards where you got to like redo and then it, steal and all that stuff yeah that's, so, i get that so my biggest disappointment of gen con was five two one one so and and if you don't know what this game is this is the next game in the line of azul and reef which were both really good games so i figured this would be a good game also but then i don't know it just there wasn't as much strategy as i expected it it seemed like your choices were kind of made for you there was like maybe one strategic decision and it was always the same type of decision every game but did you have high hopes for this game yeah because the because of the 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 publisher who did azul and reef which are both good okay this is like their one release at gen con for i haven't played azul since two two times ago at sauce con yeah me too and then reef we played once yeah yeah, we we played it again. We played again this this one. Yeah. So well, that's just because I there's so many other games yeah. that I'm bringing. But, but I mean, I, I still like go those after games. either of those games. No, like, me neither. I'd be like, okay, moment. let's. Uh, they're they're about 45 minutes out from finishing. Let's play. Azul. I'll tell you yeah. why you wouldn't go after those games and why I do. Okay. The reason I like games like this is because the rules are dead simple. I'll never forget them. And and if there's someone new there, I can explain the rules in five minutes. Whereas if I went on bought and bought all games like the Artemis Project, I would 
would bring them on Wednesdays and they would never get played. That's very fascinating because of the teaching that. time. So one of the greatest motivating factors for you wanting to play a game is the teachability. Yeah, that's for our Wednesday group, without a doubt, that's the number one thing I look for is how easy can I teach this game? Because our, our because of our high maintenance group... <laughs> In he's the, talking to us. You have to be extremely efficient. I'm, no, yeah, Tim's pretty I'm, good. He's talking to me, though. A yeah. little bit to you. You have to be extremely efficient in your teaching, or people check out. And it's not just you. Like, people will start yeah. talking. Like, you can't even, like, teach the game because people can't pay attention. Even Nathan, who's like an expert, struggles with just getting the rules out of his mouth because yeah. people just will not pay attention. Yeah. So, you have to be quick. And if you pause for a second, you, like, lost everyone for five minutes. You know, I, w- I want to give Nathan a rolled up newspaper one time. Yeah. When he's explaining a <laughs> game and someone checks out he gets to whack him in the back or of like head. a fun noodle i want to see how many times it happens give him a yeah. fun noodle so yeah five two one one i'm probably not gonna keep that's probably the one game i'm not gonna keep yeah. that i bought yeah i could see that. there's there's plenty of other games that are similar and better so yeah I, there's no reason to keep that one agreed tim so biggest disappointment i was actually having a hard time coming up with a biggest disappointment because i really didn't have any expectations to have disappointment right so actually my biggest disappointment was that we were so far from the convention center i I felt like we were like in a different state and to, and get we had to walk to outside yeah. yeah and it's just like it was just there's no skywalk i felt i was like completely disconnected and i wasn't actually at gen con i feel like we just actually went to a hotel paid a lot of money to play games in their lot i do think yeah. that we were technically closer to like the dealer hall area than we were at the jw though because the jw we had to walk down that long walkway then yeah, like the of, entire kind of, length of the convention kind of like center once you got down that elevator bank into the area there was gen con people everywhere it was like you were you were in it even though you weren't there you were yet. in like the main stuff though I know but yeah. you were you felt like you were yeah and there's all the people and there's a lot of hubbub and so you're walking through there's people playing games everywhere and all this stuff so you kind of felt like you were there even though you're still going down the hall it shows how spoiled we've been to have the Marriott yeah. in the past so you need a one wheel yeah people the the JW Marriott sucks do not go there go somewhere else <laughs> yeah Leave a room open. Worst hotel in Indianapolis. (laughs) All right, best moment. So the best moment might surprise you. Okay. It was actually in an Obscurio game when I was the trader, dominating the game, I might say. And I think you guys would agree when you remember this game. I had the game in the bag. And in fact, I had it so much in the bag that by the time I came out as the trader, you guys needed everybody to get the right room at the same exact second without collaborating. I remember this now. And so, I thought it would be a great time to go to the bathroom because yeah. I knew I had it locked up. So I'm, you know, I got a little jump in my step. I'm going to the bathroom. You know, I'm like smiling. Yeah, I got the steps. this. I got this. So I come back and I see everybody high fiving. I'm like, what the hell? So I, I slowly approach and then uh, I think Dave was like, hey, Chris, you know, uh, we, we won. And I said, hold on. What, what are you talking yeah, about? Like, you're lying. Yes. And then they explained how that they won and it was a win. But to me, that was a great moment because everybody was enjoying the game like immensely. Yeah. Like what you guys did to overcome that yeah. was huge. And I had a lot of fun up to that point playing. And I it made me, that moment made me really like this game Yeah, as like, in in many dimensions like it's not just a simple fun game this game it can turn on a dime and you're never out of it and even though i lost i loved it it was a phenomenal that that is my best moment too because it's even more dire than just that last turn it was like three rounds that we had had everyone had to get it right every time we had like we could get it like wrong twice so we had a couple times where we had one person go over just to make sure and you know we actually lost a couple and it's like those last two turns were really stressful and then the final turn was like every 
everybody had to get it right. So it was like yeah. those last three turns, we were on pins and needles all three turns. Yeah, they're basically trying to pick the right door on the game board. Yeah, they're and then the last the one, building. we all had to unanimously pick the correct one without, without collaborating. Without collaborating. Yeah, which was insane, and I, I have I still don't know how it happened. Uh, but yeah, when best, you showed me, you guys showed me the discs and why you chose it, and yeah. it did make sense. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was that, that was, was a great moment. That was amazing. That was a good moment. But there was a better moment. Oh, oh here we go. At least for me. And and I like we're gonna do a little role play here. So I'm gonna play the role of myself. And which one of you would like to play the role of Dave? Oh, I'll be Dave. <laughs> Alright, so Chris is gonna play the role of Dave. So we're we're playing medium and we're the first two clues go out and we get them both wrong. All right. And the words that we say Boca. in our guesses were Hollywood and stain. Alright, so now we've got the words Hollywood and stain. And Dave and I need to come up with a, a clue that matches. So we both think about it for a while and we're both like, all right, I'm ready. And so we did it. We went one, two, three. Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. And high-fived and got it right. So Hollywood stain. I don't think anyone thought we would get that. Harvey Weinstein took the yeah, cake. You guys got it. That was a fun moment. And and I don't think Dave was on the same page as a lot of people in that game. No, but him and I were, no. though. No, but you He was my best partner. The one that was the most off was a Ross. Yeah, Ross. Because <laughs> yeah. you'd put down Banana and Taxi, and he would go, Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. He'd be like, what, what, what? He would take, he would do like three branches to get yeah. to this word. <laughs> and then he would explain that the reason he didn't say the obvious words because he doesn't like that thing. Like he like didn't get the point of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like that game. Uh, so, it was funny though. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, that was a good moment. I don't know. That Obscurio moment I might have been better though. I kind of forgot. I think that, that was way better. Yeah. Way better. Because that was like a team win. Yeah. All right, worst moment. Wow. So, yeah, this, this moment I was fantasizing about i don't know like a russian spy setting me up for stealing information and they get caught taking the information from me but then they make it seem like it was my idea sorry i this is confusing but the bottom line is the fbi comes after me arrests me i have no idea why i'm doing 20 years of hard labor breaking rocks digging latrines scrubbing the floor with my toothbrush and and i'm i'm thinking that would be like paradise compared to playing this freaking crime game that i'm in the middle of right <laughs> No, right now. So you, you're back on Chronicles of Crime. You're, you're back on I'm that one. I'm sitting there. I'm fantasizing about different things I'd rather be doing, and the most horrible things were coming up. Meanwhile, everybody else is like passing the goggles, or giggling, having fun, like overanalyzing the the board. <laughs> I just want to die. Yeah. So um, worst moment. Yeah. Uh, uh, the middle of uh, Chronicles of Crime. Okay. Not even close. You're listening to Out of Game, where Ryan brings the gaming knowledge, Tim brings the enthusiasm, and Chris brings the meaningless tangents. All right. So the first one for me, I don't know if you guys are going to remember this or not. So we went over to the JW one day yep. yeah. to play games. Yeah, it was a good day. Which was hard to do because mm-hmm. we were staying kind of far away from the JW. But the worst moment for me was when our beloved waitress, who we had so much fun with the year before and was like really nice, looked at us and gave us the evil eye when we started setting mm-hmm. up a game. It was like ruining my... my. Remember the JW, that area is like my oh, yeah. one of my favorite yeah. places to play yeah. games. Oh, yeah. And like we, I didn't feel like we were welcome there. Did, do you guys remember that? Yeah, uh, she was in a, kind of a foul mood that day. It was like the same waitress we had last year yeah. Who like one of the playing games? Yeah, one of the times. There was another one food. that we had too. Was it was just like a one-time stink eye, or was it like constant? She was. She was not like she didn't come talk to us or anything. It she was, was not with it that day. It yeah. was a bad day. She uh, hmm. we just bad boyfriend breakupage or something. You know, I don't know. I don't want to assume. I just think maybe they. She didn't want to deal with uh, Gen Con gamers. Uh, it could just be. A didn't bad feel day. welcome. Yeah. Hmm. 
That was your worst moment? That was my worst moment, which says a lot for this Gen Con. I almost put in slash A here. Whoa. Because I really, like, if I look back on previous Gen Cons, there was always a defining worst moment. Like, there was the the year that we were playing that game with the thread, and I dropped an F-bomb and got so mad in, like, the first 20 minutes of Gen Con. Yeah. And then, like, classic. last year I got real upset and had to, like, go outside for a while because something happened. I don't know. What was that? Uh, I didn't go into details on purpose. <laughs> but, like, there's always something it's like that a happened. mystery. Yeah. Oh, now I'm curious. But, but this year there wasn't really a moment like that. So it was a good Gen Con it was. this year. Yeah. It was a yeah. very good Gen Con. Yeah. So that was my worst Especially moment. Especially given the far distance. Yeah. My worst moment was uh, the fact that you can't change the Witch Hunt app to take away a witch. Yeah. Because when we were doing it in our little group, it was completely horrible that the odds were stacked against the village every yeah. single time. And yeah. you were not able to subtract a witch because the app wouldn't let you do it. Yeah, so we were playing witch hunt on an app. With we're, our own we were group. using the app and in order to moderate. Yeah. And with nine people, um, it had three, three witches That's a lot. and six villagers. And if you yeah. lynch someone, you're down to five on three. And so there's just very, very, very stacked in the witch's favor. So, by the way, I have some news on that front. Oh. So, I was able to hack it. Yeah. I downloaded the JavaScript and found the code, and I found out how to change that. Nice. Because, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. two witches and all those games, because pretty much the witches won pretty much every single game. Yeah. Because it, it was just, you know, especially when every game, you know, since it's such a small group, the chances of the witches getting the judge or, you know, any of these other like huge important roles, it, it, it just threw things in their favor so easily. And then, you know, the angels, the other thing with the angel not being able to do something until there was like a, another demon or something out there over yeah, there. Yeah, there's some weird obscure rule. Some weird yeah. thing that we never had come across before. And it just, it, it basically destroyed a couple of the games. And I think out of the, we played like eight games or something like that. I think the witches won like seven of them. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was my most, uh, I think they lost the game where I was a witch because <laughs> I'm a horrible witch. <laughs> Yeah, so that was, a, that was annoying. Something to change for next time. I'm going to go first. So let's hear it. I want Team B back. Sarah wasn't there. Trevor wasn't there. Nathan wasn't there. Yeah. Like the entire Team That's B true. was well, missing. represented Team B. He represented, but he was like a free agent and there was no Team B. Yeah, it's yeah, true. So, so part that's of our true. group was missing. Yeah, like a big part. I, you know, I was kind of bummed not to have them there. I mean, it was a fun Gen Con. The but. funny thing too is our hotels were closer than they ever been. Right. So had Team B been present, we were kept going over to Team B's hotel anyways because right. they had the nicer area and the nicer lobby and stuff like that. And we were literally right around the corner, so it had been like the perfect time. It wasn't like okay, pack up your games, Ryan. Let's walk six blocks because they're, right. they're down the street at the uh, same Stone Bridge or whatever you kept calling it. <laughs> yeah, the Stone Bridge. <laughs> Well, they were a mile away last yeah, year. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, the, their hotel was, everything was just a little bit better than our hotel. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> so yeah, Team B. For me, I think what I would change for next time is maybe if we could come up with a safe word. You know, like those people who like choke each other for fun and, and stuff, and then they can tap I, out. I, 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 don't, I don't think this is like, you know, family appropriate right there. Oh, I didn't say anything inappropriate. You know, they choke each other and then they have a safe word. That's, that's all. <laughs> it's all within limits. <laughs> so what I would like is a safe word when a game is so bad that I can like tap out and just have no repercussions and just leave just, the game. It's called pulling a Dave. Yeah. You just but, get up and walk he's away. He's vilified and rightly so. I, I would like a way to have an exit amicable from a game. 
just get up and leave. Yeah, but that's not okay. Without to saying the anything, just get up and walk yeah, away. Yeah, but the village will burn you at the stake for that. Well, don't you think that everyone in general would be annoyed even if there was a safe word? How would the safe word make it better? Because I would have the ability to stop playing a game that I'm not enjoying. But how does it make it better for us? Without everybody else being upset. How does having the word make it better for everyone else? Because it, the word would represent tolerance for somebody else's lack of fun. It's like we're we're agreeing ahead of time that you might leave the game. Anybody, okay anybody it. might leave a game, but it'll be you. No, no, that's not true. Because Dave has wanted to leave at times. I mean, well, you, he you, has. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Dave doesn't need a safe word. Yeah, he just he just goes, <laughs> guys, going for jogs. Maybe yeah. the safe word should be you, Dave. But haven't you ever had a game and not enjoy it, and you just want to not play it anymore? Um, I like to finish games, even if it's <laughs> yeah. We talked bad. about yeah. that last time. It's the idea of going to a movie and the movie's bad, and you just yeah, want to yeah. sit yeah. through it. Yeah, I, I'm out. I was I. I, I grit my teeth, sit back in the chair, and just See, get to the end. I hold out hope that it's going to improve. Yeah. I got better things to and do. And when though. those credits start running, I'm like, oh, God, that was horrible. Think about it. Every now and then, we get surprised. Like when we played One Week Werewolf, it felt like that game was. Yeah, bombing. but I wouldn't have used the safe word then. Okay. Because that one, that one, I wanted to stick it out. But if you, if I just know that it's just not working. Yeah. And, and if my exit doesn't ruin the game for everybody else, meaning the game goes on. Well, I think it's going to mess well, up the most game. Of the time That's that, probably the biggest that will issue. Mess the game. Like, the, like if you were to tune the out of the, the Chronicles one, nobody would it care. It wouldn't affect anything, right? But you tune out of other games, it would definitely affect. Like Food yes. Chain Magnate, yeah, that totally hosts the game. Totally, the game. Yeah, yeah, totally but hosts but given given that it doesn't ruin the game, then it's fine. I think. Because what would stop me is I don't want to let everybody down. I would have been fine if you checked out of Chronicles of Crime. You would have, yeah. yeah. I mean, because I'd rather you go do something you want to do and then sit there and be. So what we need to do is a safe word. So what would anti-disestablishmentarianism? <laughs> the safe word would be David Wozniak. Yeah, that'll be the safe. How about word. just the Waz? The Waz. That's, that's the official term for and pulling then, out of a game. And then you just look at the person with symptoms. Say, it's okay. Go take a break. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. Okay. I Something like to change for next time. No. So <laughs> for me, it was feeling like we were more connected to Gen Con. I don't know. I felt like we were like out on the island at our hotel. Yeah. So. Kind of getting back to that, we were at the, Hyatt Con, JW <laughs> yeah. down there where we're doing that, and you know, enjoying the food and the people down there, and then being over there where there's other people gaming and actually seeing other people other than our, our immediate group, and just kind of seeing what else is going on, seeing people walking around in costumes, you know. Yeah, I, that's I right. I don't think I, think I, I yeah. saw much cosplay at all. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of that's like the one kind of unique thing with Gen Con is those kind of things, and we were so removed from it that I kind of just felt like we weren't there. I felt like I bought a four-day badge for nothing. In a four-hour drive. Yeah. I could could have drawn an hour and a half and did a sauce con and used my four-day badge to buy, like, steak and lobster and shrimp and Mm. and ate like a king. Yeah. You guys could have just funded a flight for me to Indianapolis. I could have bought the games and then flown to yeah, or, Wisconsin. Or option Why two. Why do you need to buy the games? Option there? two, we wait till like, say, September for SauceCon 2 and you buy all the games at 30% no, discount. No, because they won't be out. Go. They won't be out. That's the thing. The, yeah. the games that released at Gen Con probably, like Obscurio is not even out yet. Okay. And they, they probably won't come out till like end of the year. Sometimes it's even like early next year. Well, then it's, sauce, oh, wow. it's, the, it's, the, it's the spring SauceCon that we do those games. Yeah. Then. 
Yeah. And we're just we're just behind by a little but bit. But we're ahead of the hype I'm, train. I'm okay with that. I, I like I, being on the cutting edge. Yeah, I, our know, listeners want to hear fresh stuff, Tim. Yeah, they want to hear know. stuff it's, six it's months like old. In the, the, then the, we need to release our podcast on time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, right now we're already you know we're already two months past Gen Con, so how fresh is it? But we're still ahead of the game releases. Yeah. For me, it's all about getting the new games at Gen Con. That's that's what keeps me wanting to go. Yeah. I like being I like getting the fresh stuff and Getting it played, not having to wait. Yeah, I don't have that problem. I could wait. I don't either. I just want to get away for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's more. It's, you know what? It's 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 the getting away with your buddies, having yep. a good weekend, and you know that's that's what there is to do. There's nothing else to worry about. Sauscon is is creeping up there. Oh yeah, and the fun factor yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I I love Sauscon too. All I right, just, I just want that Sauscon pontoon boat edition. Ooh, that would be fun. It would be okay. Speaking of the pontoon, something you really wanted to do that you weren't able to. <laughs> Right upon tune in Indianapolis. So this is kind of like an answer to the last one, but for me, it's stay at the JW. (laughs) I I really wanted to stay at the JW, and for whatever reason, the hotel that always had the most rooms was sold out in an hour. So I don't know what happened. It's called There's Too Many People Come Into There, and they're not getting them to book more rooms to People caught on is what happened. The JW, it was the most expensive hotel, so it was always last, but people figured out that it's amazing. I think that's what happened. I think we talked about it too much. It's our fault. Yeah, yeah. It's our fault. Our, our fault. How about you, Chris? I think it was not playing Witch Hunt and Werewolf. And the, and the, Bam! That and, was mine. Yeah. And, and, and we not, played Witch Hunt on yeah, our own. Yeah, not playing I mean, Witch Hunt at the, at the, the convention at the, center. Yes. And yeah. kind of I missed that. it. Yeah, I did too. That was that was my, my biggest thing too. That it, now, I will say that it was fun doing the Witch Hunt thing. And I remember this was after we did, you know, James had the app and uh, James and I took some turns moderating. We had a really good time. And I remember walking back from that hotel to ours because we were talking about the walk. And it was a really nice summer night. I was walking, I think, ahead of you guys. I was just thinking how much fun that was, that witch hunt game. Out of the blue, I just said, well, you live and learn. And I remember saying that out loud for some reason. And I was like, why did I say that? I never say that phrase. It's like, live and learn. What did I? I didn't learn anything. I never learn anything. I don't know anything. (laughs) Ryan and I were quite impressed that when we got back to the hotel room that you were actually there. Yeah. We kind of half thought, even with the short walk, that you would end up on the other side of Indianapolis. Yeah, I figured out like wandering there. around the Circle Center. Fun Just tidbits. Any other, any other tidbits? So I want to talk about a game called The City of Big Shoulders. Oh, so I did another what? one I didn't huh? play. What? What? The City of Big Shoulders, which would be Chicago, my friend. This was the James purchase. He always buys one uh, game. So this was the... Do you remember at SauceCon when I played uh, Mage Knight? Yes. And it was, I think, Sarah and Nathan Imad and me yeah. playing it. And we were out on the other room, and I came walking, and I looked like a zombie because I was so fried. Yeah. That's what the City of Big Shoulders did to me. It did the same thing to me. This game was so... It, it was oh, so Oh, this so is immersive. the one you were playing when we were doing Artemis. Yeah. Yes, that was the big yeah. epic. Yeah. It, it was like... Stockpile, Monopoly, and all those types of investing games, but on steroids times a million. It was crazy, this game. It was really deep, complex. There was a lot of math, and it was very realistic feeling because you're not only creating a business in this game, you're investing in it and other people's. And it's not how good your business does. It's how good your your investments are because you can see the other players and who's doing a good job and invest in them. And you get, that's how you get points to win the game. And so the mechanic, it took, it took a long time for me to sort of catch on to that because one of my companies, I, I really didn't believe in it. And so I was investing in some of the other guys and then my company started doing really well. And I think it was Peter, he bought more stock in my company than I had. So he actually owned my company. (laughs) 
And I said to James when I figured this out, I remember saying, why am I trying to succeed with this company? Like, why am I? Because I was producing resources. I was cranking out shoes. That, that's what I made. I was very, they were very good shoes for a very good price. And, and at the end of the round, Peter was the one that was benefiting from it. And so James started rifling through the rule book. And he was like, yeah, there's an advanced mode that says that you could literally tank the company and just start a new one. But we're not, we weren't playing the advanced mode. You know, it was the first time a lot of us played played uh so anyway th- this game is one of those games that i'd like to play again but you have to set aside a lot of time for yeah it. you guys were playing that for a good three hours that was it was like maybe four it was at least four it was almost caverna level um but it was it was con there was constant action in it unlike caverna so but it was it was a good game but i don't know that i can recommend it because it's really heavy it's an extremely heavy game but brilliant brilliantly made interesting yeah i'm trying to get a time to play this with james because i didn't get to play it yeah you just need to set aside some yeah, time and james time. is good at, at teaching the game the other the other one that i want to call out is bad bones which is oh yeah i remember you guys playing that one too that yeah. was also during our artemis game i believe i don't know anything about this one bad bones bad so bones. bad bones is a tower defense game and I, I enjoy tower defense video games because they're sort of real time and yeah. you're kind of on the edge of your seat and everything. And this game had all the mechanics of a real tower defense video game. Um, and, you know, it's a zombie attack and you're setting up your towers and all this. And the, the one thing, I don't think you would like this game, though, Tim. Because no, it's the gang factor that everyone you can, starts flinging stuff at You me can fling and, stuff yeah. at uh, Yeah, because yeah, I know James was uh, giving well, you plenty of presents. Oh, he was. Yeah. <laughs> he was. But that's okay because I gave the presents back to yeah. him. Yeah, I, that's when I. Anytime there's the possibility of that happening, it usually ruins my game. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's like kind of being equally distributed, then you know it's it's kind of there. But when all of a sudden it's like that just happens. <laughs> it's an interesting combination of randomness and strategy, though, because you don't know where these zombies are coming from. Yeah. So that's the luck factor. But you're also you you have a lot of choices to make with how you're setting your defense. So you have to account for all these different things. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I really, I like that game. I'd like to play that again at some point. But I, I just don't know that everybody would like it. I mean, I'd definitely give it a try. I don't like tower defense. You don't like it? No. I don't like Not that game concept, really. No? What happens if it was like, I don't know, uh, home defense? Like Home Alone? Not Home Alone. I would play home a Home defense. Alone game where you're but, defending the home against the, the crooks. You're flinging crooks as a, instead of uh, get into that. and zombies and stuff. Maybe it's just the theme I didn't like. Uh, it could be. I got some tidbits. All right, let's hear them. Well, let's talk about my Saturday. Your Saturday. My Saturday at Gen Con, I played five games. Let me just go through oh, these games real oh, quick. I know what's coming up. Game number one was a game called Point Salad. Winner, Tim. Game number two, Point Salad. Winner, Tim. Game number three, game called Time Chase. Trick-taking, time travel game. Winner, Tim. Game number four, also Time Chase. You know, second round. Thought I'd be a little better at it. Winner, Tim. Game number five, the final game of the day, the <laughs> Artemis Project. Kind of a, you know, a little bit harder strategic dice placement game. You no, know, thought I was doing pretty good. Winner, Tim. Uh-huh. My entire Saturday, I played every game with Tim, and Tim won every <laughs> single game. That was my Saturday at Gen Con. So that was an interesting tidbit I thought I'd just like to point out. That's awesome. The wall of Tim in my BG Stats oh, app. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you were seeing the Matrix. Yeah, it's new games. That's, uh, I, That's I, like got, you, I got the advantage on new games. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's it is true. There yeah. there is something to that. I mean, the proof is right in front of me. Yeah, there's other people in these games. It wasn't just me and Tim. So it's not that I'm bad, although I am. But I mean, he's beating like four or five people in yeah, each that, one of these that's games. That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. 
another tidbit oh. I have that I thought that I actually liked this year at Gen Con was it seemed like our entire group stayed together like the whole yeah. time. Yeah. And usually, uh, usually like people split off and they do different things, but for whatever reason this time that didn't happen and we were just all the entire group was always there. And that is something that I would like to continue in the future years. I don't know if it's going to be possible. Everyone has their own agenda and things they want to do, but it worked this year and I, I really enjoyed that. Felt more like SauceCon at Gen Con. Yeah. Because we're just all there. And then the other last thing, last tidbit, is uh, it was kind of neat to play games outside. Hmm. Like we played some, even with the wind. Yeah, even with the wind, it was worth the effort to like weigh the stuff down. That when we played, it was nice. Yeah, like we played the new century game outside, and then I, what I really liked was when we played witch hunt outside. Yeah, that was and fun. those couches. Yeah, it was like really nice out, and usually we're just cooped up inside like the whole time. So to play some games outside was nice. So those are my my tidbits. Any Good other stuff? tidbits? I got nothing. Any bits of tid? Already, and also, I played disc golf at the Taylors in their yard, their massive yard. Disc, Most fun I've ever had disc, playing now disc that golf. That would be fun. It was really fun. Isn't it frisbee golf? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that's the end of this episode. I'm not going to say the outro anymore because it's pre-recorded, which I forgot that's right. about. That's so, right. so we'll we're say. done, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Stay around for bloopers. Visit us on our website at outofgamepodcast.com. Join our BGG Guild 1990. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Stitcher at OOG Podcast. Send us an email at outofgamepodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 40OOG80. For great games and amazing prices, shop at coolstuffinc.com. For more great podcasts of the Dice Tower Network, Go to Dicetowernetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Good night. Did you retest it? We're good? We're good. We're recording. Recording. According to the reverse image numbers. The doomsday clock for the podcast. (laughs) Tim, you know, you just like totally like sucked me in that I totally forgot what mine was. <laughs> Tim, was sorry, like, Tim's getting his phone out. It's I was like, has to unlock what, it. What is going on? The screen's black. Uh, he has to pull it, get his bifocals out. Right, he's got it. Jeez. Gen Kime. Gen Kime. Gen Kime. That's next year's Whoa, convention. Gen Kime. He needed help. He had all this stuff. He had like a 50 pound box of fish and his ACL's torn and stuff. So. Wait, wait. A 50 pound box of fish? Yeah. He went fishing in Alaska and brought the fish home that they caught. It was like dry. It was like flash frozen. So and I had to he, help him. He had that as like a carry on? He had that as a checked bag. <laughs> a carry on. 50 pound But bag if it was a checked bag, imagine like the right x ray machine. It's going to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I should explain it to the the listeners. It's like this big. It's like a skateboard, but um, it's like an inch and a half thick. No, they can't see your gesture. I know. <laughs> and doing the most amazing thing you can ever do, which is ride a one wheel, one, one wheel, wheel, one wheel, one wheel. wheel. One wheel. <laughs>